It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a third Friday, everybody. Thanks for listening to Locked On Auburn. Before we jump into our conversation with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer, want to give some love to our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can go to fetchmedelivery.com or download their free, new and improved Fetch Me Delivery app. Um, I think you'll be very happy with all the selections and all the services and the delivery fees and all of that that's lumped into it. It's, uh, it's an all-in-all great experience. Uh, they're adding new restaurants throughout Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County all of the time. And uh, they're also giving you special deals each and every week. You can use promo code 10OFF, 10OFF, for $10 off any order to Fruita Bowls. That goes over $30 there. Um, also, you can use promo code ZAC20 for your first delivery free. And at the end of your order, add an extra dollar or two to be donated to the Food Bank of East Alabama for this year's Beat Bama Food Drive. At the end of the campaign, they will uh, match all the donations. So they, um, they do a great job of investing and supporting folks in our community. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Finally finally here to talk about stuff that's actually happening after weird two off weeks. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, like, well, if they have a game this Saturday. I'm like, no, I, I, I think they are. I think uh, I think everything from both camps has been pretty promising this yeah, week. Yeah, it would have to – things would have to get really, really rough here within – you know, we're recording this on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, these last round of tests, but like, yeah. it, would be, it would have to be a big deal at this point. Right, for sure, for sure. Um, a lot of Auburn fans kind of paranoid as to who could be sitting out for Auburn. We've had yeah. a few people ask us, and we did a, a crossover show with Locked On Vols host yesterday, and he's like, who could it be? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. There's no way we could even guess. I don't know. I- I'll say this. I was joking about this on our podcast uh, on Thursday. I was like, I'm not a re- I'm not like a scoops guy. I'm not a breaking news reporter. But I do know that the people around here, if it was like Bo Nix, we probably would know about it by now. Yeah. Now watch it be Bonex on Saturday. I'm gonna look like an idiot, but would we know if it was Tank? Probably that that would be that one would be a little bit tougher. But I feel like if if it was like Knicks or like a really really big 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 name guy, you probably would hear about it by now. But yeah, I mean, I think it's uh it's going to be interesting to see how Auburn adjusts. It's gonna be a real test of their depth, and I think outside of maybe quarterback and linebacker. You're pretty fine at getting your depth tested at this point in the year. Yeah, I think linebacker is a big deal. Yeah, obviously Bo Nix would be a big deal. Seth Williams would be a big deal. Outside of that, I don't think it'd be a, a, as huge of a deal as people think. If Tennessee was a better passing attack, I might say Roger McCreary, but right, I, yeah. I think they're kind of set up to where they should be able to take care of business regardless. Yeah, I mean this this Tennessee team, I, it is you know one of the funniest Gus Malzahn quotes I've ever heard happen this week and it wasn't as funny in the moment but looking back at it it was amazing okay they were uh, I think it was Jordan Hill asked him about the running game of Tennessee and he's like yeah you know um, they're committed to the run in some games they're very very committed to the run and I was like that's really it's really interesting and then I, I, I dig I dug into it only Kentucky runs uh, passes the ball less on first and second down in the SEC than Tennessee, and then on third wow. down, Tennessee is the worst third down passing team in the SEC this year. So it's like very pretty run, run, pass, and it doesn't really work. I mean, as you've seen the way they've they've played recently. So yeah, I mean, this is not a this is not a passing game that I don't think is going to test Auburn in the same way. Like 
two years ago, you lose that game kind of like you lost 2020 South Carolina. You right. turn the ball over and you give the give a bad team opportunities to score easily. And on top of that, they hit those third and long bombs. Um, and the thing there is there's no Jawan Jennings anymore. Jared Garantano's arguably gotten worse over the last couple of, couple of seasons. Yeah. And so it's I, it's harder for me to see a team, an Auburn pass defense that doesn't give up the big play, suddenly struggle with that against Tennessee. Yeah. My favorite thing that Malzahn said this week was when Josh asked him about Saturday being the 100th game that he's going to be coaching and just how awkward he was talking oh, yeah. about it. It's like, oh, what an honor. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man does not like to talk about himself. I mean, that's <laughs> that's one of those things about him. It's like coaches – Coaching, there's so many coaches across college football that have just gigantic egos, and in, and in sports in general, never have got that vibe from Malzahn. Yeah, no, you're right about that. He just wants to coach football, watch film, and yeah, absolutely. Just keep it moving. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, we're recording this Thursday morning, so last night, mm-hmm. um, Isaac Okoro drafted fifth overall in the NBA draft to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously, very exciting uh, for Isaac Okoro. Uh, and we'll start with Isaac before we talk about just the Auburn basketball program in general. But I think um, it was pretty cool to see him get emotional. It was pretty cool to you know everyone really likes Isaac. You could tell that you know this was a, obviously a big deal for him. I do not want to pull for the Cavs, man. How boring of a team is that? I I don't think you're alone in that either. Um, the Cavaliers in the in really in the non-LeBron era for them, it's just been they kind of been just scuffling around. Yeah. It's an interesting fit to the team because their last two first-round picks have been Colin Sexton and uh, Darius Garland, two SEC point guards. They're playing them together in like a two-guard line, two lineup. Look, they have Kevin Love, they have Andre Drummond, so they could use a small forward. They could, they have to play defense. Mm-hmm. They were, I believe they were the second or third worst defense in the league last year. Was not a very good rebounding. Which makes team. sense. You go out and get the best defender in the draft. That that makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. And a guy I think is going to be willing to move the ball, pass the ball out of that three spot. Just got to work on his jumper. If he can get an outside game, there. I mean, I I feel like I'm biased because you know I covered Isaac and and I you know I I would love to see him succeed. If you get to know Isaac, you love Isaac. It's just who he is. A hundred percent. But people I trust and like who cover the NBA draft um, have said if this guy develops a decent outside shot, he's an all star. Like uh-huh. this, is, and if he doesn't, he's probably just still a really good role player for a while in, in, in the league. And there's no shame in that. You can still make good money doing that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he fits there. But man, really cool moment for him. And, and once again, Bruce Pearl, like this how thing sells itself, that, man. Yeah. I mean, how crazy was that? I mean, Isaac gets drafted. They haven't talked to any coaches so far at that point in the night. So I'm not really expecting anything. Oh yeah. They're like, and Isaac Okoro goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're now joined by his college coach, Bruce Pearl. Then the camera pans to Bruce Pearl and he's standing, you know, he's off centered. He's got, you know, the, the default, like Apple earbuds, mm-hmm. the sound quality's bad. The video quality's bad. And there's just darkness behind him. We're like, what, what's he doing? Yeah. Matt Norlander at CBS sports said that, uh, he, he had, I guess Pearl had told him, um, he was in a parking lot of a grocery store in LaGrange. <laughs> So, um, but it was hilarious because, yeah, like Greg Anthony's son got drafted. Spike Lee was there. Like there was a lot of, there was a lot of people like, man, nope. All right. And then they got Cal later in the night when yeah. Kentucky finally got, got players off the board. But I mean, it just goes to show you and it just never miss a recruiting opportunity. And this is a recruiting opportunity. Um, and I mean, Bruce talked about it earlier this week, this stuff's going to sell itself. Totally. I mean, I, 
What percentage of four and five star recruits were watching the NBA draft last night? A lot Most of them. Most of them. Yeah. If not all of them. Right. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, tweeted, I tweeted it on Wednesday night. He was the number 36 player in the country coming coming out of high school, and he's the number five pick in the draft a year later. Is that good? That's. I mean, here's the thing. You've done this now with, with Okoro. You've done this now with Okiki, and now you're getting five stars. Right. right, and I'm not like Sharif Cooper. It's going to be a different story with but, him. But I, I think it's even more impressive though, Justin. The guys that are kind of on the fringe of NBA rosters with Bryce Brown, who is a three star. Yep. Nobody wanted Jared Harper. I mean, yep. and you see what those guys are. I mean, Jared Harper's on a roster. Uh, you you got to feel him. Bryce is close. I mean, mm-hmm. so like that's that's inter- crazy to me. And I'm interested to see what a guy like Samir and a guy like Austin Wiley do in trying to get these trying to get spots on these rosters in the G League and, yeah. and getting those opportunities. Because again, Samir, underrated guy coming out of high school right. as a transfer, and then Austin, a really big recruit coming out of high school, has the injuries, has the the, the off the court stuff with him. And it's kind of like an old school type of player, but they've tried to develop him into somebody who can be a modern NBA big man. Um, it's it's going to be wild to watch. And, and like, here's the other thing, and it, this ties into something from earlier this week. If I'm Trey Alexander, I'm looking at that draft last night. I'm like, man, I could end up being a first round pick out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Because look at the development. And then Jabari Smith, you're just like, well, this dude. <laughs> you know who I was thinking was really smiling from uh, ear to ear last night watching it? And a guy that we're not talking about a whole lot, no. JT Thor. Yo, so Thor is the crazy thing because like he would have been a five-star if he'd have stayed in that 2021 class. Yep. He he moves up and is still a really good recruit. Yep. He's going to be in a he's going to be in a crazy spot. And then there's some others like you look at you look at the NBA upside if he blows up the way that you think he could yeah. of a guy like Jalen Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're mm-hmm. going they're going to put dudes in the league. Yeah. I this team may have several like two and done guys similar to like what yeah. Chuma did. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. Do you ever feel like you're always on and you, you know you never get a moment to chill, but when you do, it's usually when you're watching sports, well, you want to you want to make the most of that. And there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that is Coors Light. Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport is on this fall, Saturdays are your time to chill, and uh, you need to reach for those uh, those blue mountains smiling back at you. Watching football is therapeutic to fans. It's uninterrupted me time, and Coors Light can help you uh, make the most of it. As Coors Light is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Also, today's show is brought to you by the best-tasting protein bar ever. Yes, you know it. It is Built Bar, and the new and improved Built Bar is even better than it was before. 18 amazing flavors. They have nut and non-nut flavors uh, to fit whatever you need. Caramel brownie, carrot cake, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, just a few. All of these bars covered at 100% in chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. They taste like a candy bar, not your traditional protein bar where you got to chew it for 15 minutes or you got to heat it up in the microwave just to kind of make it softer or, you know, it kind of tastes chalky. No, no, it, it tastes... Like a candy bar. So head over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer hanging out with us for a Ferg Friday. All right, we talked about this matchup tomorrow, Justin, between Auburn and Tennessee. 
Auburn, uh, that line's hovering around 10, 10 and a half, depending on where you look. I think Auburn covers it, but barely. Um, I, I just I look at this Tennessee team and I'm like, I don't see how they could beat Auburn unless their offensive line plays to what they can possibly do. Yeah, this uh, this Tennessee offense has been really rough this year. Yeah. And and coming into the year, everybody was talking about that offensive line. Four or five stars have, have a transfer in Brandon Kennedy that's, you know, was a highly rated guy as well. And they're like statistically, you know, you argue with math if you want to argue with me. Auburn's offensive line has been better than Tennessee's offensive line this year statistically and it's it's pretty pretty impressive when you think about it yeah um they can't run the ball on a consistent basis their passing game has been a mess my my big question about this game is twofold one what does Tennessee look like they're coming off of four losses they had an off week they get Vanderbilt next week so if they snatch a game here you can start to get some momentum before that end of the season sure on the other side Auburn knocking the rust off who's going to be out because of COVID. That's what makes this game so unpredictable. And I think that's kind of why the line is kind of hovering where it is around uh-huh. 10 right now. Because if you look at stuff like SP+, Auburn should be projected to win this game by two touchdowns or more. Tennessee is bad right now. And Auburn is playing playing a lot better than they did at the beginning of the season. The the loss a few years ago, the big upset that Tennessee did in Jordan oh, yeah. Hare, does that matter at all? A lot of these guys weren't on the team for either side, but some were. Some were. The coaching staffs were. Mm-hmm. Um, does that matter? I think it's going to be motivation this week. I don't think they want to talk about it enough, but it might be one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, this is a different year. And then it's soon, like, if Auburn wins, you talk about it after the game. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we we were we had this in our mind, kind of like with the LSU losses. Yeah. Uh, I think it's definitely motivation. And, and here here's the thing. Tennessee is a better team than they were two years ago, talent-wise. Um, but I think it's the kind of the same thing. If Auburn messes around and they get off to a slow start and they turn the ball over and they and they make they give Tennessee opportunities to score, they could definitely win this game. Yeah. And that would be a real, real big time drop off for Auburn right now and Gus Malzahn and this coaching staff and all that because it would be here we go again. It's it's very much like South Carolina. But the different things the different thing there is is that they're playing at home. And one thing we know is that Auburn's offense, especially Bo Nix, has looked a lot better at home. And then also, it's a night game, so I think the, the crowd's going to be fired up and eager. They're going to they're bring the energy level, I think, in this game. It does not feel like the Iron Bowl is next week. Gosh. Isn't that no. weird? And then they get two more games after it. And I know you only you were already supposed to have one because of the, the way everything worked out and you wanted to keep the game on Thanksgiving. But, um, yeah, it's weird. It's it's weird. And um, it's just a weird year, man. I mean, like, Penn State's 0-4. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just weird stuff like that's going on. You're right. Michigan looks horrible. Like it's, it's a no. Weird I mean, you year. look at other kind of you know programs that are around the tier where Auburn is, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe Auburn fans should be a little bit more happy with with what's happening. It could be a ton. It could worse. be a lot worse. I, I can get if you're still irritated with a lot of things going on, and I and I get that for sure. Um, especially with the way some of those these games have gone and how close they've been. Some of the wins have been as well. But yeah, you could you could be a lot worse in a really bad year. Yeah, there's no question about it, man. There's no question about it. So, guys that you're looking to see step up against Tennessee, um, and some of this may depend on who's playing and who's not, but let's go into this conversation with the assumption that everyone is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of looking at the offensive line. Can they yep. kind of continue to get better? But outside of that, if you want to see a lot of skill position or something like that, who are you looking at? Well, I'm glad I'm glad you say this because if you're listening to this on Friday, Friday morning at, at the Observer, I have a story up on um, Auburn's tight ends. Okay. And this has such a, been a, such a big week for tight ends at Auburn. Not, not only do you get Grant Calcaterra uh, 
possibly transferring in, you know, very soon from Oklahoma. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess we should mention that. Yeah, yeah uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, and and uh, I think with Auburn, though, if you look, Tennessee's pass defense is really bad, one of the worst in the country this year. They've given up some big plays to tight ends this season. We know Brandon Frazier could be available in this game, make his debut. He's been back at practice these last couple of weeks. Um, you buy that? I buy that he's been out there because it's been a big it's been a big deal. But I I don't know if he's going to play. Like mm-hmm. honestly, it wouldn't be surprising to be like, yeah, he was available, but you know, he he saw the field for a few snaps. I mean, true freshman and a tight end in the passing game. This is six not... seven. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the difference with him though. He's kind of more of that natural receiver than more of a hand in the dirt tight end. Which I mean, I feel like in some certain situations you could use him. Um, but J.J. McGee's just got involved a lot more in the passing game against LSU. Right. Uh, Luke Deal has been Auburn's best run blocker this season, uh, statistically, if you look at it. Yep. They're using it a lot more. And also, Tennessee's been susceptible to like 12 personnel and stuff like this year. So I think this could be a big game for Auburn's tight ends. Not to blow up and catch 12 passes and all that, but like I think this would be a game where they're building. This this unit is building with Frazier coming back, adding Calcaterra next year. This matchup having the two weeks off there's a lot of things going in the right direction for this tight end group so i'm very interested to see how auburn utilizes them against tennessee i mean what's a good game for an auburn tight end this year is it two catches is it three this catches? Year, yeah like i think what piggies did against uh, against lsu was good three catches 29 yards i believe is where it was was, he, a, was is, a weapon and run block as he, well is he catching passes though like as a tight end it's that weird like let roll like, them out kind it's of like yeah he is a tight end but he's not really a like that's really just kind of a receiver, doing and that, that and that's what the tie, and that's what tight ends are at Auburn this year. Honestly, yeah, you're right. Um, John Samuel Shanker's played as much receiver as he has tight end this year. Mm-hmm. If you look at if you look at the snap count, so um, yeah, I think I think that's just like these extra men, and of course, like if you uh, kind of an offshoot of that, yeah, Tennessee's all, his pass defense is bad. Uh, I think uh, four of the six opponents they play this year's average eight and a half yards in attempt against them. Right. Who's going to step up there at wide receiver, and and how much of that rust are you going to have to knock off, or will they just be able to pick up right where they left off from the old Miss and LSU games? You're listening to Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty-three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson, Auburn Observer, joining us today. Justin, how can people sign up, and what are they missing if they do not sign up? Yeah, AuburnObserver.com is where you can sign up. $6 a month or $60 a year gets you about four or five stories, maybe a little more some weeks, about Auburn football and Auburn basketball. Uh, email directly into your inbox it also gets you a premium podcast episode we do the preview episode we did on thursday we taught some Okoro and then mm-hmm. previewed the auburn tennessee game myself and painter sharpless um that that is just for subscribers only six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year i said and we also uh on sundays we do uh a free recap podcast wherever you listen to your podcast yeah absolutely yeah you guys do a great job so be sure to subscribe to the Auburn Observer, worth every penny. All right, let's go to some listener questions. we got um, two that I'm going to read here. 205-502-4285, two texts. One is, uh, this is Curtis from Florida, living in Buckeye country. First-time texter, long-time listener. Got a quick note about that LSU game. 
A decent bit has been said to temper expectations of Auburn's offense because of LSU's defense is bad and quite leaky this year, yet still put up 48 points, but was put away after the third quarter. But wasn't Ole Miss's or some other soft defenses against other offenses? Yet still, Auburn didn't get close to dropping 48 on them and looked pretty good doing it. Can't take out the fact this was at home and not on the road, but I think we would take it regardless. Hopefully it's good stuff moving forward. Thanks, guys. Y'all uh, keep up the solid work. Uh, I think uh, I think everyone's looking at the offense, and it's like, yeah, they scored more, and they moved the ball consistently, but like, and, and Michael said this, and I agree with him, it's just like, it looks better. Like it, yeah. it just it looks cleaner. It's flow. It's flowing better. Right. Um. And that's and that's a big difference as well. Because yeah, you can say you're taking advantage of bad defenses. Well, pretty much everyone's got a bad defense this year. Like right. you could argue that Auburn is a top four, top three defense in the SEC this season. And at the beginning of the year, they were kind of they were kind of a mess in certain areas. Um. So yeah, like Tennessee, not a great defense, especially through the air. Like you, Alabama has some holes. Texas A&M's got some holes. Mississippi Mi- State. Mississippi State's the best defense left on the schedule. Yeah, and and they the last time we saw them, Vanderbilt was moving the ball on. You're right. Them. And so it's 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 one of those things where it's like, yeah, you have to take it all with a grain of salt, but it is progress. And like and 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 I like what and I like what um you said there. It just looks different. Like it just they feel like a little bit less rigid when they when they're moving and use, utilizing different guys. It's right. kind of coming into shape. 205-502-4285. Hey, guys. Phoenix from Tennessee. Hope everyone is doing well. Sorry we haven't had my ridiculousness lately. Y'all <laughs> want to trade jobs? Um, maybe. Depends what you do. P.S. You guys have been um, on at the shop all week. Thank you so much. Uh, um, if, he, if he works somewhere that has a shop, I don't know if I'm, yeah, I don't know if I don't, I'm cut out for it. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. But appreciate you playing us. The whole better half of my family are volunteer fans. I married into it. Can't help it. I even grew up in Alabama, closer to Tennessee than a Walmart. I have a special hate <laughs> in my heart for our pumpkin puke orange brethren. Wow, Phoenix. Wow. So Ferg, ZB, Pappas. Two questions. I wish Pappas was here. What does yeah. Auburn do in game that breaks Tennessee's back like we did LSU? What group or stat are we going to look at and be saying, this won the game? Me, our running game, and our run defense. Um, we'll touch on that first. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think it's going to be yeah. I think it's going to be our running game. I think regardless of of who Auburn has available, I think they're going to be able to run the football on Tennessee. Um, you know, I, I think the fun, sexy answer is Bo Nix throwing for four touchdowns. But I just I, I just see this being a running team moving forward. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real, a real balanced look and playing off of that. Tennessee's run defense started off the year really, really well, and they've gotten progressively worse as the season's gone on. They fired their defensive line coach. They've had some injuries there. Um, it, likewise, it's stopping the run for Auburn because, as we yeah, said, right. it's a pretty predictable Tennessee offense. They don't throw the ball on early downs a ton. And if you can get Jarrett Garantano on those third and long situations, pin years back and, and, and go after him. On top of that, Auburn's defense prevents the big play really well and also forces turnovers. In this day and age of college football, especially the weirdness of this season, that's mm-hmm. a good formula for defensive success against a Tennessee team that's been pretty mistake prone. So I, I, I like I like those I like those picks as well. Yeah, Kevin Steele's defense. I mean, they're always good at forcing third and long, and then I mean, most college quarterbacks just can't do that consistently. And, and Tennessee does not have the same type of receivers that converted as on third and long two seasons ago. They still yeah. have Josh Malone, who's a good receiver, but. Right. 
yeah, it's just it's just different. Auburn's defensive line just throttled LSU at the point of attack mm-hmm. uh, in run defense and, and 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 the pass rush as well. If they do that against Tennessee, it could be again. I could look really dumb by saying this next week uh, in a few days, but it could be another blowout like this. Yeah, it that, could be. It, Especially at home. And then uh, Phoenix, second question last. My father-in-law and I have a steak dinner on the game, a nice steak dinner, and I gave him 11 points. Am I eating Wagyu or drinking my weight from Frisky Whiskey? Well, Frisky Whiskey's fantastic. If you have to get your liquor somewhere, that's where you want to get it. But uh, I think Auburn wins by more than 11 points. Yeah, I think they cover. I think think they they cover. cover. Yeah, me too. Like I said earlier, like stuff like SP and uh, SP Plus and places like, hey, they have them as a 14 point a 14 15 point favorite should be that's that's what they're projected to be i think it's just the weirdness of covid and and not and rust like that's the other thing like there's a real possibility that we're at the end of the first quarter maybe the end of the first half on saturday night and you're like all right is auburn gonna get things going and they have been able to do that in the second half halves this season especially on offense it's just yeah i mean i think that that's what makes it weird Uh, this this tennessee team's bad we just i mean we've said it a million times over the last few weeks but it's like we don't know what it looks like to come off of like two bye weeks in a row we we just haven't seen that before it's like a bowl game almost it's you're like a week away from like a normal bowl layoff it's it's 21 days between games yeah that's a lot that's a lot and 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 there's gonna there's gonna have to be some rust to get knocked off in this game um and gus kind of stinks in bowl games so It's not hasn't been great. Yeah. He's been good off of single off weeks. Right. The double off week you gotta you Which gotta, is weird. Yeah, you got weeks he's great. Bowl practices double ab- off nope. weeks, triple off weeks, quadruple off weeks. Um uh there was something else I was gonna add to that. I cut you off. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Um was it you being nominated for Alabama Sports Writer of the Year? that's uh, weird. I still don't know. I, I still think that's a prank. I don't I don't, Why? I don't get it. No, you dude, you were you were the best in the biz, man. Well, I'm just saying when you compare the 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 four others on that list, especially my my colleagues who cover the University of Alabama, like those those people have it going and like I do dumb stuff on the internet and, dude, and, people, and people love that though, yeah. man. There's a skill, there's a talent in that. I think you do a great job. Well, and that's why people need to go to the auburnobserver.com and sign up i appreciate that for sure and it was it's really cool I was, what was i gonna say about this game that was weird um that was probably gonna be a great take and we're just <laughs> not gonna have it on the show that's a real bummer oh darn it um it's yeah a, it's okay i'm, I'm blanking you, you got a pick i uh, said like 27 13 is kind of what i was thinking i like that pick i think yeah i think i've i think i've seen something along those lines uh you know what I think? I think Auburn has to get some rust knocked off, but like they're going to be all right in this game. I'll go. Um, I'll go Auburn thirty-five, Tennessee seventeen. Okay, all right. So you got a little higher scoring. A little higher. I think it, it could be like a could be kind of like the LSU game where it's like, oh, we might get into garbage time a little earlier. Yeah, that's fair. The uh, the back to Phoenix's text. It's weird betting a steak dinner with someone about a game. I feel like that's a straight up type of bet. Yeah. Because, like, there's a very real Scott's chance football. that he's going to have to buy his father in law a steak dinner, but Auburn wins. And, like, that could win by double digits. And that's, that's weird to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever really heard like a prop. Well, it's not a prop bet, but it's like a, like a, a bet like this with a point spread attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know. It's gonna be weird because the guy getting the stake, like his team could still lose. Like that's yeah, and and and, and they could win, and st- he could still lose the bet. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be like, you know, it would be interesting if it was one of those things where it's like, all right, if Tennessee wins, 
I get you a steak dinner. But if Auburn wins straight up, like it's it's still a decent dinner, but it might not be just fine. Steak. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just we kind of like we can find a middle chicken ground. Chicken fingers or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just I get some know. nice middle ground. Right. Some nice middle ground. Man, um, I, I know you mentioned it once. Tell us again what folks can expect at uh, at AuburnObserver.com. Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. You got uh, a lot of uh, a lot of analysis uh, coming up. We'll have post game observations on Sunday. Uh, I got basketball stories, football stories this week, kind of breaking down a lot of different angles from it. Next week, good gracious, it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a midweek mailbag um, to get you ready for Thanksgiving. And oh, then nice. Back-to-back basketball games and football games, observations, 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 so analysis and all that uh, from all those games coming up. And over the past two weeks, if you if you do subscribe to Justin, which hopefully a good bit of you do, they um, you, you you saw this, but... I mean, you're even putting out film room stuff every Monday when there's no games. Yeah, that was a little bit tougher. I don't want another off week. Um, I'm, sure. out of, I'm out of ideas. I need sure. actual football. I almost like them more to some extent, but just because of the topics. I thought you did a good job with that. And well, no one you. else is doing anything close to that, guys. So be sure to head head over and, and subscribe to the Auburn Observer. And just wait for basketball season, because if you thought I can get get into the weeds with stuff, just wait till basketball Ooh, starts rolling I'm excited. Around. I'm excited. Rotation charts, nerd stats, it's, they're all coming back. Hey, it's coming up, man. It'll be here before you know it. I can't wait. Thank you so much, buddy. I yes, appreciate sir. it. Have a good, uh, have a very good Thanksgiving. All right, we will be back on Monday to recap everything that happened over the course of the weekend. Hopefully a victory Monday for your Auburn Tigers. We'll chat then. This is Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.